Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 131. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. As we're recording this, it's Labor Day in the United States, and so this will be an abbreviated news episode. But first, joining me is the two-time podcast champion, Jeff Dumas. You know, one could argue one's a technicality, but I totally <laughs> beat Nick in the well, other one. Take, take, take what you have, take what you have, right? Because, yeah. you know, and then because you are the two-time podcast champion, I believe Nick was too embarrassed to show up for this one. Is that is that how this works? That or he had a family thing that he didn't tell us about until a couple minutes ago. But, you know, you know, no, you know, you're right. He was too embarrassed. He didn't want to show Anyway, I I am Brandon Ushio, and I, I don't have a witty intro this time because we're just talking news. So why don't we jump right into the news? Sponsored by you. Head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast to find out more. All right, Jeff, let's do this. So we always say that we're going to do a shorter, more abbreviated episode, and it almost always ends up being just as long as a regular episode anyway. So let's see if we, let's see if we can do this. Yeah, but you know, normally, you know, normally you try to do these abbreviated ones with Nick, and you can't do anything abbreviated <laughs> with him. That's true. That's true. It just kind of expands to fill the time slot with Nick. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got our first look at the Klingons in Star Trek Discovery, and they're like blue. And no, they're like that super dark. Uh, like no, they're blue. They're blue. I was gonna try to defend it. They're they're blue. They're blue, and their armor is like is unlike any Klingon armor that I've ever seen before. It looks too, um, in my opinion, it looks too fancy to be considered armor. Like it looks like the picture I'm looking it's like at decorative. From, yeah, it looks maybe that's a diplomat of some sort, but they don't look like Klingons. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, so here's the thing: there was a change. So this is Star Trek Discovery takes place ten years before. Kirk, Spock, and the Enterprise is what they've said. Right. And so my thought is that so they've jumped back ten years. They had the Star or Star Trek Enterprise, where they had uh, talked about how the Klingons did some genetic modification, and that's how things kind of went back and forth with those guys. Um, and so you know, they the genetic modification took them from looking like Klingons to having smooth foreheads. Maybe this is somewhere in the middle of that like if they uh, see to me a klingon is wharf from next gen and these guys don't look like wharf i wonder if this makes us sound racist <laughs> but it's well, they, it looks it looks more like wharf than the original series klingons did so you know they, yeah, they've got ridges know. on their forehead they do have ridges on their forehead I don't know if I've ever seen a klingon klingon from the original series if only there was some sort of way to do that I know, right? Uh, so description of the Klingon from the regular series is a... Uh, usually they were more like olive-skinned human beings. That was pretty much about it. They were just... It, it said, these are Klingons. And that was about all that there was to it. Uh, aside from like looking like regular human beings, they also had like uh, crazy eyebrows and funny goatees. Uh, but yeah, it was their crazy eyebrows and olive skin. It was like the, it was like the spray tan skinned people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
they these Klingons look closer to the 2009 Star Trek reboot Klingons than the uh, than the original series. So I mean, granted, they have better technology now, and so Wait, they so want to do I'm more looking makeup. At, looking at images from original Star Trek, they just had people with pointy eyebrows. That was it. That was what a Klingon yeah, but, and, and funny goatees and funny goatees. Huh. So. Wow, that um, it's quite the leap to get to Worf. <laughs> it is, and that's kind of that's kind of the joke, the running joke in there is like, well, what happened? And Worf would always be like, we don't talk about it. Uh, okay. The troubles with Tribble episode uh, on Deep Space Nine talked about it a little bit, and then Star Trek Enterprise talked about how they were doing uh, some genetic modifications. Uh, and the the J.J. Abrams verse, what is it, the Kelvin verse? They don't look. I'm looking at kind of comparisons, and they don't look right either. They looked fine in the movie, but now kind of, I don't know. No, they did not look fine in the movie. No, in context at the time, not paying attention to, not seeing an image of what I think Cleon's true look like. For being kind of forced into the movie, just for something for Khan to beat up, you know, they looked fine. No, they, they did not look fine. I will not take that. You cannot say that. You shall not pass. They weren't nope. the focus. Nope. They weren't the focus, so they looked fine. I didn't say they looked good. I didn't say they looked good or great. I said they looked fine. I know. I understood no, them as Klingons. No. I wouldn't guess these things are Klingons. <laughs> They're blue. They're blue. Yes, exactly. So. Yeah, these, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm saying all these things, but I'm not going to watch Star Trek Discovery. I'm not. I don't want to what? pay for you're me. not. I thought I, I, I no. I don't. Ha- I'm not getting CBS. I have no reason. Well, I've I have no wife that wants to watch soap operas. Are you Are you gonna watch the first? Are you gonna watch the first two episodes at least on? I'll try right over yeah. there. I'll I'll try to watch that and see if it's enough to if it, to come know, out to my amazing, house on Sunday nights. I don't know if I want to drive that far for. <laughs> so I've got. So that means I have family. I have family over for dinner, and then I have to go to your house to watch Star Trek, and then possibly bring my stuff and just record eh, it might work out but you know i just honestly it might be cheaper at that point just to get cbs <laughs> <laughs> all right fine fine so but, uh, uh, but i'm yeah. gonna take that as an open invitation <laughs> all right sounds yeah. good to me um so yeah star trek discovery is going to come out on september 24th on cbs uh cbs all access will get the first two episodes uh on cbs over the air they're going to split it up into i believe two weeks so across two weeks you're going to get that or maybe two days i i don't know september or september 24th uh yeah it'll be interesting Klingons. Hmm. they were supposed to be so, in the original series they were supposed to be the ussr they were supposed to be like the russians did they and, talk with russian-ish accents no no not really they were just the allegory for it oh um you know, and so the thought is that they're going to make them more like the uh, terrorist, uh, the the Middle East terrorists right now, because that's what Americans are afraid of. I don't know. Maybe they make them North Korea. Make maybe they're Asian because they're blue. I don't know. I don't know. Asians equal now. blue. I don't think I've ever heard. That I don't think that makes any sense at all. Type no. before, but good for I never you. Said for Asians, I, I say I never said Asians equal blue. That was you. Uh, wow. Way to the take subtext. it there, Jess. Wait, the wait, wait to take it there. Hey, you know what? I didn't. It didn't go the actual racist route. So there's that. All um, right. All right. So so yeah. so the so the abbreviated abbreviated version of this is they're there. They they they're blue. They are blue Klingons. What if it's all ruse and then it's just going to be like those are fake Klingons and a whole bunch of literal clones of Worf are going to show up and even though Worf. 
isn't alive yet. Maybe I don't know how long Klingons live. You know, it's just okay. All right. So here's here here's since since we drag this out, we're not going to abbreviate this part. So here's my theory. Here's my theory. So in the Klingons, you've got two with this during this time of genetic modification. You have two classes of Klingons. You have the ridged head Klingons, and you have the smooth head Klingons. And for a time, the smooth head Klingons, because they were results of genetic modification, ended up being uh, taking over and being the ruling class. And that's what you get during the next or during the original series is you have this smooth headed Klingon ruling class and who are treating the ridged foreheads as like slaves. And then the ridged heads either you know revolt and uprise and kill all the smoothed heads or the uh you know they just end up having kids with them and through uh through inheritance they you know they have the recessive genes the smooth head is a recessive gene or something like that and so over time those smoothed heads go away and the ridged ridged heads take back control i don't know i don't know. that's my that's my crazy crazy theory um, so since we've already talked about uh, Jeff being racist against Asians and saying they equal blue, um, I don't think that's quite how the conference. I mean, I said most of those words, but I don't know <laughs> if that was the the correct context. Anyway, all right, continue. All right, all right. Continue oh, with oh, your oh, segue oh. that accuses me of being racist. <laughs> what else is new? So Ed Screen uh, is an actor who was cast to play. A character in Hellboy who was named Ben Daimyo. And uh, Ben Daimyo is a Japanese name. Uh, Ed Screen is very, very white. You might recognize him as Francis from Deadpool. He was the main villain in Deadpool. No, I, I don't. I was more talking to the people who have seen Deadpool. Then, oh, um, you, oh, when you say you, you didn't mean me. You meant the see, person who was listening to us. I, I'm assuming there's someone listening to this. Hi, Lena, wow. in two years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what was I saying? Yeah, he. you're looking at the article, so I'm assuming you know what he looks like. Yeah, he's British. Very, very too. white. He, or at least he was British and Deadpool. Anyway. So, uh, so, he, so he stepped away from the role in Hellboy after he got cast. People were like, oh, I don't know about this. And he's, he stepped back and social media kind of gave the movie crap about that. And, he, you know, he, uh, he stepped back and I really liked what he said. He, uh, on, so, on social media, on Twitter specifically, he stepped back and he said, it's clear that representing this character in a culturally accurate way holds significance for people. And that to neglect this responsibility would continue a worrying tendency to obscure ethnic minority stories and voices in the arts. And then he added, it's our responsibility to make moral decisions in difficult times and to give voice to inclusivity. So I was, you know, I'm pretty impressed with that because he, he turned it into a moral choice. Like he flat out pointed out like, look, there are people who actually care about this. And you know what? There are people who actually care about this. I'm a person who actually cares about this most of the time. I mean, when you Why? when you cast Emma Stone as somebody with mixed Asian, European, and Hawaiian ancestry, you know she's the whitest person in the world. I don't know about whitest, but she is very white. She, she's very very white. It's the same concept behind uh, why Wonder Woman was such an important female superhero because all of a sudden little girls can look at that 
at Wonder Woman and say, I can be anything. You know, I can be beautiful because obviously Wonder Woman was beautiful. And I can be strong and I can be smart and I can be a warrior and I can do anything. Whereas, you know, Asians in media, I, I look at Asians in media and I'm like, oh, I can be a nerd, which is obviously the path that I decided to go down. Um, I can became be, a stereotype of yourself. Kind of. You know, I'm a here's the one thing that I am not a stereotype. I'm really I'm really tall. I'm, you know, I'm six, four, six, five. And it's Japanese. And so that's the one spot. Are you sure you're Japanese? But yeah, uh, no, you know, I I work with computers and I'm good at math and I like nerdy stuff. So there's that. But you know what? My little sister, she's a lot like me. However, in media, you always see Asian women cast as the what's the word for it? There's a word that I was going for. Oh, I'm staying out of the racial stereotyping. (laughs) lecture (laughs) fair fair enough but they're they're always they're always cast as exotic they're always cast as the exotic women okay and i i think that you know and so it's you don't see characters like yourself so there's just not a lot of options and because there aren't options asians aren't going into the media because asians aren't going into the media there aren't a lot of options it's a vicious cycle there's there's multiple sides to the story it's a lot more complicated than what we've given it here but i don't know i Uh, i say good on this guy for noticing something like that because it's he turning down what's probably what is probably a very choice gig you know a very you know he's not coming back in deadpool you know probably not that's a spoiler what? anyway uh, i was gonna watch that this week he gets he gets shot in the head or something um i was gonna watch it with, with right next to batman v superman Jeez. you were not but also why have you not watched deadpool yet is it because it's rated r no, yeah, I just, just I, don't, I don't like Deadpool. I never, I don't like his comics. Oh, you're, I, so it's funny of all the reasons that people have taken a stance against Deadpool. You're just like, I just don't like the character. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like his humor, like, like one off, like on like one panel uh, things. I'm okay. Like I, he can do funny things, but he just gets annoying after time. I just, I just don't like Deadpool. So that's you just... enjoyed his little thing at the beginning of Logan, but yeah, that, yes, that was yes. enough. Yeah, like that was plenty. More of that would have been like, oh, can we just oh, okay. like even by the end of that, I'm like, really, really, you got to be like just hanging out with that dead guy, like really. Um, it's all part of the character, and I can, I get it. So, okay, I see. Yeah, but I just, know, I, it's just not my cup of tea, and that's what I actually like that about Deadpool, because it's obviously lots of people's cups of tea, and I'm glad that it's out there because it, more diversity in comic book media means that there are more people who are going to like it, which means we're going to get better comic book media. I mean, that's just how it works. If Deadpool didn't happen, we probably wouldn't have even got Logan. Exactly. Deadpool wasn't successful. Exactly. I, if Deadpool was not as the success it was, Logan wouldn't have, wouldn't have been greenlit. Hmm. So. But, anyway, this guy taking this stance, it's it's I think it's drawing the right message. Who would you, do you, are you familiar with the character he turned down? I'm not. Okay. Um, I was just, I was going to ask you about. I'm not, I'm not a big uh, Hellboy. Yeah, I didn't know Hellboy was a comic until like after the second movie was already out. I didn't even know really? it was from a comic. I, I'm pretty sure. I've heard, it's, I've heard it's really good. You know, and I've, you know, I know enough about the character to know that his being part Japanese, I think he's half Japanese, is actually fairly important, uh, important to his story and like his grandma was a was a japanese assassin and uh, oh yeah, yeah there's so. no way this guy could have pulled off the child of i mean they to be fair they probably would have said he was adopted that's probably how they would have skirted well around. you know my my kids are a quarter japanese 
And because of my coloring, they, you know, you look at them, you're like, oh, they've got, they've got the olive skin, their eyes. Okay, they're Asian. Like, they've got lighter hair, but you're like, really? But my cousins who they're, you know, my mom's got darker features or more Asian-looking features. She's white, but she's got more Asian-looking features. Uh, my cousins whose, you know, dads are blonde hair, blue-eyed, their kids are are being born and they just they, they don't look Asian at all you, you know they might have the eye a little bit but they're blonde wow. and so if your grandma is if your grandma is Japanese and married a white guy or had a kid with a white guy and then your uh, your other parent is is half Japanese and had another kid with a with a with a white person then all of a sudden you're I, I stumbled there because I wasn't sure exactly who, whose parent was whose, but uh, then you're gonna you're, there's a there's a good chance that you're gonna look white, and so they could have done that. They really could have, but just the fact that well then there's you know there's Chloe Bennett from Agents of Shield who is Chinese, but she at a glance you wouldn't really can't really tell maybe I don't, I don't know if that sounds racist on my part but you know it's. You know, oh, it's oh, it's 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 the, perfect. It's, it's yeah. not like there's your heritage. It, it, it you can be born one way and look another, and it can affect your whole life. I heard I heard an interview with her that she lost out on Chinese roles because she looked too white, and she lost out on white roles because she looked too Chinese. You know, it's it's yeah. a vicious well, circle. She, her, you know, her real name is Chloe Wing, but yeah. she's prof- but acting she's known as Chloe Bennett because you know she wanted to be able to get into mainstream roles mm-hmm. and she's so, awesome on yeah. shield um yeah they good on this guy i don't know I'm, I'm trying to think of who i'd want cast in this but the only i don't i can't think of a strictly japanese because hellboy and watanabe they, would be pretty cool uh, he's a little old for he the seems role old and for a character uh, who i have no idea what about um my first thought was um, steven yun but then it was a big point in walking dead that he was korean not japanese so that might Anyway, yeah, um, so I don't know any strict. I mean, here, here's the thing: there's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be too offended if they went and took a Chinese actor or a Korean if they, actor. If they still went uh, Asian, just not strictly Japanese. Yes, I, I mean, when when you're casting a German and you cast somebody who, who's French, I mean, okay, so Jean Luc Picard is a Frenchman that we cast with a British actor. Yeah. Nobody was up in arms about that. I don't think I would be as Apparently, well. there is a recording somewhere of Patrick Stewart doing the opening space, The Final Frontier, with a French accent. And all the producers just decided, yep, we're no. not. We're going to go a different direction. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, Hellboy, uh, it's, they have to cast. This casting has to be kind of perfect now, because they've already had one actor step away and any casting is just going to draw attention back to the fact that he stepped away for being too white for the role. So here we do. Here we go. We, we cast Masioka who, who played hero Nakamura in, uh, heroes. heroes? Yeah. He's Japanese. Okay. I, I can, I buy him. <laughs> I mean, I still don't, I'm, 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 I don't know who this, I don't nothing about this character. So for all I know, he's a terrible choice, but right, he's right. definitely well, Japanese. He's... 
he's he's Japanese, and he heroes kind of showed that he could do a couple different kinds of kinds of uh, acting and roles and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. He he'd be fun. Uh, I remember a Comic Con panel where a San Diego Comic Con panel where somebody said, "Well, do you really speak Japanese?" It was at a heroes panel, mm-hmm. and uh, he he looked at the person and responded and just started talking. He responded in straight Japanese. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he, to be fair, just because you look Japanese doesn't mean you speak Japanese. Oh, you mean like me? Just gonna, uh, well, I, I was, well, I was more talking about at a at a church function. Our stake president he stood up, he stood up to talk, and one of my friends who was there was just like, "Oh man, this guy's gonna have a really thick Japanese accent. I have no idea what he's gonna say." And he speaks fine like you you wouldn't hearing his voice you wouldn't guess and so it's like oh well i'm stereotyping so yeah just yeah you know i i I was at a gas station a couple weeks ago and i was you know stuck in line and this kid was talking to me about this cool fidget spinner that he got and i'm like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." and it's got this these asian characters on it and then all of a sudden he goes hey could you read this for me can you tell me what this says i'm like Um, nope no i can't I, I barely speak English. <laughs> I've so, actually, I've heard of magicians in doing magic props because for some reason, ancient Chinese is a acceptable excuse to have a funny looking prop. Yeah, you should look up the story of Chung Ling Su. Just, just going to say Chung Li Su? Chung Ling, Chung Li Su. Uh, I think that's okay. his name. He was, if you watch The Prestige, he's the magician who does the goldfish trick in the movie. That's oh, okay. a real, that's a real guy. Um, apparently very white, not actually a Chinese man. Uh, but it, it was a, a joke with the Chinese, with, uh, Chinese and Asian people to write characters on the boxes and sell them to white people and put like dirty words, like put either <laughs> gibberish or offensive language onto the props that, because clearly these white people did not read. <laughs> so it's like the modern joke. Facebook posts of people with, uh, Japanese, uh, kanji tattoos who their their oh. two tattoos do not say what they think they say my uh, favorite daniel tosh jokes is do people in china have tattoos of english tattooed on them you know walking around just it means water you know just stuff like that just, yeah. my cousin got uh, tattooed and what he did was he typed it into the computer and then uh, he was not even like translate this was this was before the internet was big right. he typed it into like microsoft word and then changed the word that he wanted into Microsoft Word, and then highlighted it, and changed the font to the Japanese font on his computer. Oh! And then he took that and got it tattooed. <laughs> and then he was showing my dad, and my dad was like, "No, that's not what that says at all. Oh. That actually doesn't say anything at all." I I think I would rather, if I were to if I were to be tricked into some sort of kanji tattoo, I would think it would I would rather a person say that's not a word. That's literally gibberish. I'd rather that than say, "Well, that actually means this." <laughs> you know, I'd rather, I'd rather nonsense than offensive. Out, out of those, out of those two options, that's true. Oh, I don't. Know. Okay, getting tattoos sounds terrifying to me. That's way too much more commitment. It's so permanent. Than... Like <laughs> I can barely, I can barely choose what posters to hang on my wall, and those can exactly. change every. <laughs> oh. So, all right, all right. So, more casting news is uh, the Titans web TV something series uh, has been has cast their 
Dick Grayson. It, they cast Brenton Thwaites. Uh, he was in Pirates 5, which is, isn't that the one that just came out recently? That's, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. He played Henry Turner. Oh, okay. I've never, I haven't seen the fifth Pirates, and this is literally the first time I'm looking. I just saw he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm assuming he plays Will Turner's son. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Okay. I, mean, uh, I recognized Orlando him. Orlando Bloom's kind of done. Yeah. I recognized him as um, the main character from The Giver, not Jeff Bridges, but uh, Jonas from The Giver. Oh, that is him. That yeah. is him. Man, Man I just that, watched that on Netflix. That movie, or that the, that the Giver's kind of a, there's a chunk of the Giver where I just like that's messed up. Why would you do that anyway? Um, <laughs> what kind of bugs me about this Titans thing? If you go to IMDb and look okay, at the I'm poster, there. it kind of gives the appearance. Okay, maybe not so much, but it gave me the appearance of that's Nightwing on the cover. And yeah, kind of does. And wasn't the Teen Titans Robin not Nightwing? Like, I don't I, know. It's comics. You can do you can do whatever you want. Because I remember the cartoon Teen Titans, not te- not the insulting Teen Titans Go, but the cartoon. It had um, there was a scene where someone went to the future, and there was and Dick Race and Night and Nightwing had shown up, and Nick was so upset because you know that's not that's the wrong Robin. Like Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing, yes, but Night the Robin in the Titans is not. Night, anyway. He's not Dick Grayson. Yeah, it's he's got a cape. There are just so many Robins, though. Yeah, yeah so it, it'll be interesting. This one is, uh, you know, it's another Berlanti DC superhero show. It was originally slated to come out onto TNT, and then I believe that it's been kicked off to like a web thing. The, and the then, poster on IMDb still says TNT coming this fall. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, that could um, just be the. Oh, hey, look at this. In the trivia. The series was first live action in... uh, Nope, that's the wrong one. Uh, The show was originally announced in development in 2014 for TNT called Titans. And then Blackbirds was first set to begin shooting in Toronto. Uh, Then postponed to October 2015, but was pulled by the network in January 2016. So, yeah, this is, you know, I think they're just trying to get it made now. And so they make the first three episodes because everything that I'm seeing says that they uh, they have the first three episodes. Uh, and so if they're making the first three episodes so they can then shop it around and say, no, look, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. I could I, I could see that. Um, I don't know. Um, the problem their DC's planning on doing their streaming service that it sounds like they're going to be putting Young Justice on. So maybe this is going to go up onto that DC streaming service and we're going to get Young Justice and Titans together. They also have someone cast as Corey Corey Andar, and when you click on that, Corey you get Andrew? a whole bunch. Of, you get a whole bunch of pictures of Starfire, which I don't know why they didn't. They have Raven Coriander K O R I A N D apostrophe R. Her and Dick Grayson all cast. Um, I don't recognize. So Coriander, it's kind of like Jor-El. Kal-El. I, I figured. Because, you know, Starfire is not their real name because that doesn't sound cool slash alien enough. Yeah. Um, you know. But just cast her as Starfire so people know what you're talking about. Uh, she, hmm, isn't Starfire supposed to be orange? 
Well, Sorry, it, I, it, it really it really depends. Trying it to really get to depends. Trying to get to a topic without saying is she supposed to be black? Anyway, I, I I'm gonna take faith. DC TV hasn't hurt me that much. I was gonna say I was I was gonna Arrow. say hasn't hurt me, Arrow. but uh, yeah, Arrow, stupid Arrow. You, you know, you think about it, you think about it, and they made uh, Zoe Zanana green for Guardians of the Galaxy. They can make Anakin orange. That's true. But it seems like you know, seems like a lot of makeup, though. Seems like a lot of makeup with a too far of a base. This girl who plays who's going to play Raven has only been in like three things. This is interesting. Home and Away, The Osiris Child, and now Titans. Hmm. Well, good for her. All right. Um, okay. So some more DC news. Speaking DC, of that DC, show. Speaking of <laughs> DC show TV. that hurts us. Yeah, uh, Michael Emerson, who is the uh, oh, what's his name in Lost? I had I it know. and I lost it. Uh, he is also in Person of Interest. Uh, he's the rich, smart, nerdy guy. I've watched like three seasons of that show and I cannot remember his name. Uh, anyway, the power of the internet. I know, right? That that would be nice, but uh, my my search history is full of uh, white guys being Asian magicians. Anyway, anyway, so Michael Emerson. <laughs> Who is uh, is is going to be showing up on Arrow? Um, yeah, he's going to be a villain. The, the and you know what? The uh, article I found said they're excited for his fantastic in quotes review or uh, debut. Does that mean that he's going to that his character some pun on fantastic or what? He is he going to be Mister Fantastic? Is this going to be the first Marvel? DC crossover in a long time, except to be a Fox DC crossover. But oh, you know, okay. I, I I'd like to talk to the person at Fo- if that's their plan. Can you imagine Fox? All right, <laughs> how do we how do we save the Fantastic Four? I know we'll mash them up with Arrow, because that that, oh. <laughs> and then they'll get their own spinoff show so Arrow can have more screen time. There we go. Anyway, yeah, I'm yeah. I think I think he's just creepy enough to be a villain he he was he voiced the joker in the dark knight returns movies or movie depending on because that's the one they did part one and part two and then if you bought it on blu-ray they made one big movie so anyway he was good in that and he's properly creepy properly creepy all right uh well let me ask you this then if he's if he's the joker and he's properly creepy what do you think about, you know, last week we talked about possibly having a Michael Scorsese-produced Joker origin movie. What would you think if we had Leonardo DiCaprio play the Joker for that origin? You know, he wouldn't be my first choice. But at the same time, I don't know anyone better. Like, I'm just kind of, like, just whatever, DC, you do you. Uh, I think if they go along with... If they go along with my what I want them to do, and this is the first Joker, and Jared Leto is the next Joker type deal, if and whatnot, to make it all same continuity, I think DiCaprio could pull off the evil mentor. You know, like reminiscing of Bill Fisk in the first season of Daredevil. You know, that creepy politician guy who wants to teach his son a lesson. You know, it's. Hopefully he doesn't. Well, you know, and apparently the, this this Joker spinoff is going to be gritty and grounded in hard-boiled crime 
which is a quote from my, WB. Yeah. My uh, problem but, is that I just I don't see DiCaprio in the makeup. But you know what? People said the same thing about Heath Ledger. They're like, really? No, the 10 I mean, things like, I hate about you, guy? Uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, that's like Heath Ledger is the main reason you should trust DC casting. Okay. So, yeah. And, and here's and here's another thing. I, you know, I don't care about the makeup because like we've talked about before, Suicide Squad actually won an Oscar. For and makeup, it was for yes. their makeup. And the, you know what? The support people behind these DC movies do amazing things. Ooh, what if it's and, black? What if this movie's black and white? That'd be interesting because it's all it's a Jeff. I hate to break crime. it to you. I know the '80s is a long time ago. Hey, they but did black and white the movies. '80s were not black and white. <laughs> so this is, is supposed really to be set what they're in going the for '80s. Oh. Early '80s Gotham City, uh, which yeah, would also I'm Gotham though your timeline. This is like Gotham, though. So, you know, it's like, yeah. Goth, it, I don't know. I, no, no. Thanks for, the 80s, for sinking that ship. Uh, <laughs> the 80s are not that old, Jeff. I, I, I know I know. We, like, we people born in the 80s seem old, but we're not that old. The 80s was a while ago. <laughs> Just mm, saying. Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna let that one go. You know, more than it was like Klingons you know, fine. You know, you're coming up on 40 years, right? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Just saying. The 80s were, 1980 was almost 40 years ago, dude. You know what, Jeff? Uh, you, well, thank you for listening to the episode. We're gonna wrap up right there. <laughs> oh. No. No, we can't, okay. we can't wrap up there. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Sorry. The 80s were not that long ago. If it makes you feel any better. I had to do the math. I did math before I made that joke. I didn't. I didn't get. You. You, you do understand that I'm born the same year as your sister, right? Yeah. And like within the same month, I believe too. So September? like. Yeah. Do you really have to do math there? I don't. The other. Okay. Lena was over the other day, and she turned. My mom turned to her and said, "How old are you again?" And with her eyes, and I kind of gestured with my hands, a three and a five. But then as soon as I did that, I realized, oh, that's not right. And she turned around and hit me. <laughs> she, I wasn't as uh, secret as that. So, I'm not, so I'm, not, I'm not that close to 40. You, you can't even get me to 40 19, with a rounding error. 1980. I, I did literally the beginning of the 80s. My, Fine. Yeah, 2017 minus 1980 is 37. With a rounding error, I guess it's almost forty years old. It's so. it's, cl- it's closer it's closer to forty than thirty. <laughs> oh, Leonardo DiCaprio as the Joker. Uh, I think, I think that it's 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 with anything else. If it's done right, it'll be good, and if it's done wrong, it'll be another Suicide Squad. Uh, with awesome special effects, with great and... with great makeup. Yeah. And to be fair, you know, a practical, um, watching the show Face Off seeing a practical killer croc I, you can kind of get an appreciation for how much work that actually is so but that was kind of it everything else is really CGI and doesn't take that much makeup talent to put on Jared Leto's weird tattoos that he probably got for real because he's Jared Leto <laughs> you know what you're right he probably man. did um, you know what though I, I do have to say the Jared Leto makeup actually does look a lot 
uh, more complicated than it actually. It looks less complicated than it actually is. Uh, just talking to some people that I know who've done makeup, it's really hard to get that consistent tone unless because Jared Leto is a method actor. He went out and dipped himself in a vat of acid. He just got That's himself. For, but first, he had to find the cure because he's not that crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Jared Leto. Everyone complained that oh, it wasn't as good as Heath Ledger's, and like it, it wasn't as good. But also, I don't think he got the time to shine. Jared or Heath Ledger had The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight was his movie. I mean, he won an Oscar for that and all that. And he, Jared, like Jared Leto, had barely any screen time, you know, and so. I, I don't know. But they've also announced recently there's going to be a Joker and Harley Quinn movie with Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. So how does how is any of this fitting in? Like, Well, so I actually we learned quite a bit with, with that article. And I've, I've, got a lo- I've got a link in the show notes about DiCaprio playing Joker. Because putting that movie in the 1980s makes your concept sound that much more accurate. And making the Joker almost like the Dread Pirate Roberts, where you pass it the mantle down from person to person yeah and I, I want it that's what i want but at the same time they're not I, I i guess i don't actually want them to confirm it in any way because then it takes away the fun but at the same time you know it's it's that classic thing of when my parents eventually when i force them to watch these movies eventually they're gonna say is that the same joker as this guy or is that the same Joker as this? And I'm going to have to be No, because to you're going to figure out the viewing order and you're going to watch it in the correct order. Yeah, the the viewing order is going to be as aired. That's how it, that's how the order always is. They still haven't seen. It's funny. My dad got a hotel room this weekend and he said, I'm pretty sure I saw all of Suicide Squad just, you know, in the wrong order because they were just playing it on HBO. So I'm like, eh, well, oh. <laughs> good for you, I guess. But yeah, I, I think Jared Leto's Joker needs more, needs a better chance Give him a chance, guys. Give him a chance. You know, we need... Underdog, is that what we're doing? Sure, yeah. Jared Leto, that underdog. He's getting all the great movies. Millions of dollars. And I don't know. He's he's signed on to do a multi-movie contract with DC, and that's got to be pretty fun. And then he's also going to be in Blade Runner 2049. And plus, he has an Oscar for just to... Just throw it all on top, you know. I, I think... He's he's got to be a good actor, right? You'd think, but did he get a chance to be the Joker? Okay, all right, all right. I will, you know. I don't know. No, I, no, I'm not. I, I I will let you hold on to that sliver of hope until you see a Jared Leto full-on Joker movie. What 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 annoys me is that we have yet, even in Suicide Squad, we have yet to see Batman on screen with the Joker. There there's been cuts implying that they're in the same vicinity but the bat batman and joker have not shared screen time yet okay and we're coming you know, up on our we, third batman you know, outing we we've said <laughs> batman outing makes it sound like you're taking him to the batman park well i'm not taking the batman i'm taking the gotham bat because they refuse to call him batman <laughs> he's the bat or the gotham bat or the bat vigilante just call him batman sorry, sorry. <laughs> how do you really feel about that jeff it's annoying because literally the first things, the first thing most Batman says, and by most I mean Christian Bale, the first thing they say is, I'm Batman. And the running, yep, yep. Uh, they might be just trying to avoid that, because I'm Batman, joke. Yeah. <laughs> Get old how it should have ended. Anyway. Okay. Well, 
one last news story because we've been very. It was a long conversation for a rumor. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It, may, it might happen. We'll see. Um, so, so we we've talked about indie comic book movie news. We've talked about uh, DC TV, DC movie. So you know what? Let's talk some Marvel Netflix news. So Misty Knight, we watched her with bated breath in Luke Cage as she got shot in the arm, and we're like, oh, we should see that. Hopefully that arm comes off. Uh, it, Which is a terrible thing to say about a person. Right, right. It was like, we want that person to go through, be, yeah. Yeah, that that doesn't sound good. But uh, so the, but the to actress be fair, who... Seeing, wanting Misty Knight's arm to get cut off is kind of like wanting Batman's parents to die. It's just, it's got to happen. <laughs> it has to happen. Yeah, so... Uh, wait, wait, wait. You mean Batman's parents die in this one, too? I told you I was going to watch Deadpool and Batman at the same there's, time. There's a Simpsons joke where we have to convince your father to do this. Are you kidding me? We can't even convince him Bruce Wayne is Batman. <laughs> yeah. All right. Simone Messick, Simone Missick, who plays Misty Knight, she uh, tweeted out a picture from a comic book that shows that features very prominently misty knight's bionic arm um i don't know just, and, you know it's got the great afro and the it's misty knight it's i mean it's exactly who misty, misty knight is uh yeah she's gonna have a bionic arm Are we excited about this it's for the character I, okay I, this is this is part where i little asterisks i know nothing about misty knight except for luke cage and the little snippets of her in civil war 2 and also only know that because she i read the i was reading the wrong books that just goes to show if you're going to get your comic books go to a shop and don't trust an online store for like three weeks of civil war ii i was reading a side story called choosing sides and so when all these people are talking about <laughs> bruce banner was killed by hawkeye and blah 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 i'm thinking that never happened what are you talking about this story seemed to be around oh uh, i'm reading the wrong one <laughs> and so in that i learned that she was dating falcon but and that she had a robot arm and she's kind of a hero, I, I guess. I don't know a lot about Misty Knight. I know that she's supposed to have a robotic arm. And not that anything happens to her in Defenders. Wink, wink. Go watch Defenders. Well, I was trying to go spoiler free, but wink, wink. Well, she's... You're using your left eye, Jeff. You're using the wrong, eye, the again. wrong eye again. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be cool as long as it's not cheesy. You know, I mean, they... They gave Malcolm Merlin in Arrow a robotic hand, and it was literally played off as, didn't you lose a hand? Now it's a robot. Continuing, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so all right. so yeah. if, if it works, you know, if it works, it's fine. And it's per the character. Okay. So yeah, I, I kind of think it's a bold move for the DC, or DC. Definitely a bold move for DC to be all like, we're, we're appropriating Misty Knight here. <laughs> All right, let me try that again. It's a bold move for the Netflix series to go robotic limb, in my opinion, because they they're despite the whole you know immortal ninja death cult thing. Um, that's a pretty heavy comic book thing. They seem well, not just grounded. Not, not just heavy comic book. It's also expensive to do. Like, so in The Walking Dead, in the comic book, Rick loses his hand fairly early on. Yeah, the and chops it off. Yeah, Spoiler. and in the and in the TV show, they decided not to do that. Mm -hmm. And the reason they decided not to do that was would be that it would be too expensive to digitally remove his hand and put a hook there 
and for they, every they couldn't do what they did with Merle because they already were doing it with Merle. I think they handled yeah. Merle's hand great because, you know, where else would you weaponize your disability like that? You know, oh, you chopped off my hand. Well, I strapped a bayonet to it. So take that. <laughs> it's no axe or no, it's no, it's, it's no chainsaw. It's no chainsaw. Yeah. Well, chainsaw in the zombie apocalypse, that uses a lot of gas. And so, you know, it doesn't really make much sense. Um, oh, yeah, in the comments, feedback at fandompodcast.com. I'll send all that over to Jeff. Wait, what? Ash versus some... the Evil Dead. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't support Bruce Campbell and his work, but I'm, I'm familiar with the Evil Dead franchise enough. I know about the chainsaw hand. I don't know why. Why I don't know why, but you know I, I, I think that's the, I think that's the story behind that whole entire movie though. It's it's just I like it just does things you don't know why you don't ask why. So yeah, I no I find it interesting that they are going to go full on CGI arm for this for Netflix show because that means they have faith in it and they're going to be spending a ton of money on it and hopefully they're not just spending the entire budget on a CGI arm. Uh, hopefully it's like underneath a blazer or something looks, like that most of the time. CGI to you? Looks like a. What? That picture looks CGI to you? Well, no, 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 no. That picture doesn't. What I'm saying is, in Defenders, if they take Misty Knight's arm and turn it all CGI, oh. And uh, because here's here's the thing about that arm like maybe if you're really careful you could actually do a practical effect with it but like if you have any like gaps in it or holes in it or something just doesn't look right like it's going to be i don't know there's there's a chance that they might that they can do a practical effect but i bet you they do cgi around it as well so i'm hoping and that would cost money i'm hoping for a generous combination like a a good mix you know it's kind of like uh in in star wars where luke skywalker's hand gets cut off he gets a robot hand he just puts a glove over it call it calls it a day you don't have to have a robot hand in every scene well you know they and he put a glove on and plus his robot hand looked his robot hand had skin you know it's yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's like, oh, okay. This is really not good in Star Wars universe. <laughs> Unless you're not much else is, but 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 prosthetics are. Yeah. Um, so I I think they'll probably treat it kind of like that, where it's a she wear she's gonna wear a lot of jackets, wear a lot of jackets, sweaters, you know, long sleeve shirts, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay, yeah. more Netflix news. Uh, this one is about marketing Punisher. The Twitter account for the Punisher released the episode titles. Apparently, like. There are, there's a lost art of decoding episode titles for these Netflix shows. I mean, you look at Iron Fist and they were all martial arts moves and uh, Luke Cage was all, it was all, uh, was it all hip hop songs? It was all songs, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, they were all songs. I think they were all hip hop, but I think, but at least all songs. Um, here in the Punisher, the way they decided to release the titles might be a clue as to the direction they're going as well. Uh, they have a Twitter account called The Punisher, at The Punisher. And uh, they started tweeting out in Morse code. And, you know, the first tweet said 3 a.m. 
The second tweet said two dead men. The third tweet said Kandahar. Um, so who, who knows exactly what those mean, but there's a good guess that it's the, is the title of the episodes. There are 13 Morse code tweets and I'm not going to read them out because some people are like, Oh, it ruined the whole thing because I figured it out. Well, I'm sorry. So they wanted to figure it out. If it was going to ruin anything, they wouldn't have released them. You know, and let's, what is it going to ruin? You're going to sit down and you're going to sit down for 14 hours and just watch them all anyway. And by 14, I mean 13 because I misread the article. Yeah. You're just going to sit down and watch them all in one sitting anyway. And plus all of them are like, I only reckon. I don't know. I don't, you know, thinking about it, the Punisher, I might have to have some, some pauses and some gaps in there. Let's see how the pilot because, goes. <laughs> because it might be a little heavy. It's kind of like people who tell me that they binge Game of Thrones. And I'm like, really? You could binge that? Because at some point you have to stop and take a breath and, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I that so. might be a little much. We're uh, I'm watching Daredevil with my parents still and we're, we just barely got to the uh, Punisher ruined his trial. So I can see that. I don't know. I'm probably, I'm probably going to binge it, but, you know, that's just me. You have no soul, so it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I'm dead inside. It's fine. You can admit it. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so any other news you want to talk about jeff i don't know okay. i'm sure i can find I just, something i mean no, i mean no, there's no, news but people would probably hurt me if i said it but you know you know what, jeff i think we're i think we're roughly at about 45 50 minutes right now so uh, you know what we did it we did it you can get a snow just globe that. that looks like luke hanging upside down in the uh in the s- snow cave and episode five i'm just looking at nerdist now you know. no okay no i <laughs> so oh you weren't so being that serious we, about uh no no so, so we did it we did it we got to go. i i know you can't see it because it's audio but i just had a bunch of balloons drop in my office here to to signify the the fact that we did it star wars rebels released their season their final season premiere date you're you're really you really don't want us to do it do you <laughs> no i'm just you said find more news Monday, October 16th on Disney XD. I didn't say find more news. I said, is there anything else you wanted to do or talk about? And mm-hmm. giving you that option. And then I said, oh, we did it. We, You know what? This this episode is going to be less than an hour long. And oh, I'm so... not going to be able to. F- oh, wow. We're at... Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to find 15 minutes of, oh, we're at 10 minutes. Yep, yep. We're, 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 we're cruising. We're cruising. So... With that, I think we are going to wrap up. Uh, if you want to come see us live, we will be at the Nerd Store on September 9th. That is the Saturday immediately following the release of this episode. Uh, so we're going to be there to celebrate the Nerd Dome Podcast's 100th episode. We're going to do some trivia events. Maybe have some they're fun. being kind of vague about what we're doing. Yeah, it's like they don't want us to prepare or something yeah. like that. Jeez. If only we could have Jeez. Like, if only had some way to contact all those people. I know, I'd right? Hope if I also well, listen to their so, newest episode, but scheduling. So, so, the, so, the, so this is this is what we, uh, this is what I noticed this last time. We dropped our episode where I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't pay attention. Shortly after that, uh, the uncanny Ryab sent out a message on Facebook to a bunch of people saying, um, "We're this is this is the game plan. This is what we're doing." So wait, he it, did? I didn't get that. Well, oh, that's right. He told me not to tell you about that. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, hey, look at that. It's in that uh, conversation I muted because I was trying to get to work. I was trying to get some work done. 
<laughs> I, I, that met that group message was getting so many texts so many beeps that yes. I, just, I couldn't work so i had to mute the conversation <laughs> and i go back and oh look at that there's a whole bunch of stuff let's see what this is all right saturday september 9th three o'clock at the nerd store in west valley utah you get there by it's in the realm of nerdlestein so that Jeff doesn't cut me off again. I wasn't uh, going to, probably. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay, so so we'll be there on September 9th. On September 21st through the 23rd, we will be at Salt Lake Comic Con. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of pins and swag and stuff to give away. If you have an Android phone, I'm playing around with some beacons that I'm going to make these guys carry around. So if you're within 30 feet of these guys what? and you're nearby notification, yeah, I, you heard me. I've, I haven't told them about this yet. So Obviously, you guys are, based on my confusion. <laughs> so I, anyway, anyway, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying out these beacons right now to see how, they, how well they work. But on Android phones, uh, it pops up some and uh, it will show you nearby notifications if you got your Bluetooth turned on. It uses Bluetooth lower energy to send out uh, notifications and so in your notification shade it will say hey you subscribe to the fandom podcaster fandom podcast is nearby and then you you tap on that and you can see their pictures and then you can look around and then i'm gonna have free stuff for them to give away it's basically what you're so, saying is we're gonna be spamming a whole bunch of android phones and oh yeah there's gonna be a bright no, picture no, so it, this is who it, it is <laughs> It doesn't pop up a notification on your screen. Okay. It doesn't do that. It puts it in the notifications, though, like when you swipe down to show all your notifications. At the very bottom, it says, hey, this is nearby. Okay. So that so then you can then you can tap on that it's not obtrusive like that there's that fine line between spam and offering something for free so yeah we just you know i just thought i would give people a chance to be like oh they're nearby and come and find them uh i'll have it too but i'm gonna be all over the place you'll have it too but it'll be hey are you brandon yes but i'm busy so bye (laughs) <laughs> no, any, if anybody sees me, don't don't say that. If anybody sees me, I will be happy to talk to them. No, I was, uh, I was just gonna say, I, I will be busy, but I will Brandon be happy to talk. Is spending to them. important time at Comic Con. Nick and I are just gonna be. Hey, that looks cool. I will be. I will Squirrel. be working, which is probably one of the best jobs and best uh, best projects that I've ever worked on. I'm just gonna say that it's it, it marries my love of technology and uh, pop culture nerdery into the same into the same event and yeah it's really cool i'm gonna have a hotel room down there again so that i can be there for all of the event plus more uh you know i yeah no i never once i didn't want i've never thought about a hotel but thinking back to that first fan x when i had that big poster carrying around for star trek it would have been so nice to be able to be like all right you were just cosplaying national treasure actually i wasn't i thought about it like i legitimately (laughs) thought hey that could work but then, like, that's just a guy wearing a tube on his back. What? That's not a cosplay. Anyway. Yeah. But it, it, I just think it'd be so nice to be able to go back and just leave this somewhere else and come back. Yeah. It would. It would. Might have to, might have to borrow your hotel room. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Kind of. All right. Not really. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'm I'm really glad that you were here and that we were able to do a do an abbreviated news episode. Dang it, Jeff, we're oh, we're okay, good. We're, we're, we're close. Under, we're I close. Checked. I checked. We were really close, but yes. Yeah, okay. So if you want to support us, head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast, pledge a little bit, you know, even a dollar a month. You know, buy us that, that gets us one soda refill a month. But actually we're not using it towards soda. We're using it towards getting Nick some art supplies and 
getting Look, him to do some original art. Think of it like this: getting Nick art, getting Nick art supplies gets you art. Art. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. Uh, Nick was showing me some of the comics that he has in his in his box for the what's in the box segment. So you get some more, and we'll talk. We'll probably get a little bit more in depth and deeper on the comic the history of comic books and specific comic books and why they're important when we do those. This is just kind of fun, uh, fun talking back and forth. But you know, if you guys want to support us, you can. We definitely, definitely would love to have your support over at patreoncom podcast. Dollar a month doesn't mean a lot to you. You're not going to miss it that much. It'd mean the world to us. Uh, until next time, hail Hydra. May the fandom be with you. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. I mean, the Starship what? Look at you. I mean, it wouldn't have worked. No, who would have taken me seriously? Mr. Crusher?